Bitch with the hair on Birds of a feather flock together Yeah, yeah, yeah Still kicking facts up under pressure Yeah, yeah, yeah Still gotta keep the world together Yeah, yeah, yeah Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together Yeah, yeah, yeah Still kicking facts up under pressure Yeah, yeah, yeah Hello, hello, hello And thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast I'm your host, Karee Robertson Alongside my sound and extraordinary Rico G What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And you've entered the studio for episode 165 Welcome, yeah, everyone Welcome back Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's been there's been a lot of uh, fun entertainment news week uh, going on this week. So uh, yeah, we're going we're going to try to keep it light today. Uh, you been getting into anything interesting this week? No, nah, that's pretty perfect. I haven't really been watching too much stuff. You know, I've been catching up with um, the Capcom Pro tournament that's been going on for Street nice, Fighter. Nice, nice. You know I'm saying shout out to my man Punk who won um, North American Grand Final. So he's going on to world to face like. The monsters from the rest of the, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the so, people really dedicate their life to this shit. But he's a monster in his own right too. So indeed, you know he's a, he's in good company. So that that shit was crazy, man. Like, um, bro, the, the amount of patience you gotta have to play against people at that level is is just insane. I can only imagine, man. And yeah, like it's like best three or five too. So you gotta. Oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, gotta have commit endurance. to win it. Oh yeah. Yeah, those, that that game is real. It it and I actually like watching it. It's actually entertaining to watch. Yeah, um, yeah like because if you ever get stuck dope. watching like Virtual Fighter, you're like, uh, never again. <laughs> this shit is corny. But um, that and Tekken. Yeah. Tekken when you're playing when you're watching yeah. high end Tekken play, that shit could get very interesting. I found this one um uh YouTube channel called I think it's called the Score Esports and they okay. do a lot of um uh, uh video essays on stuff that goes on in, in the FGC. Nice. And that's how I found found out about Arjun Ash and the fact that like Pakistan is a, a, a Tekken mecca of monsters. What? It's just like it was just like a hidden pocket that no one really knew I mean, about I mean, until I can two imagine years it's ago. Difficult. Yeah, like and yo, they're making it happen, man. They created a scene in Pakistan. We can't take for granted how much um the social media infrastructure supported oh, yeah. the the uh connection of the yeah. online gaming community you know what i mean mm-hmm. or even the offline gaming community you know it, it really brought everyone together like right now the capcom tournament that shit's all online son yeah <laughs> yeah that's crazy but yeah i didn't see too much else i've been playing some hades trying to do some of the harder challenges and shit but i've been getting my face smashed i know yeah that's what's up man i've been getting i actually uh uh near put out a a mobile game and kind of caught my attention so i've been spending some time it looks really nice and that's the main draw of it so hey man you know it doesn't that's like 80 percent of the battle with these mobile games man yeah because honestly i'm not interested in spending money in it so if it's like if it looks like a money grab like it's going to try to you know suck me into competitive play i'm just going to stop playing I'm not even gonna not even gonna go down that road with them again. So this one is actually just an entertaining, an entertaining like um, idle, uh, idle gotcha to, that you can you know get a decent story out of that is part of a universe that I'm actually interested in. So yeah, yeah, you know, and I got lucky, you know what I mean? Did doing um the launch, so it's only been out for two days, so I got like you know pulled all the good shit. You know I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that that and that's a big one, man. When you jump in. You gotta start strong, if you, son. If, you, if, I don't, if I pull some bullshit and it takes me a bunch of resets, I'm good, bruh. You, you're, you're, really? Your rates are too low. You gotta set the you tone. Just, like, anyway, let me not go up on the gotcha right, right now. <laughs> it's like a D&D when you roll a dice and it's like rolling all lows and you're like, wait a minute, I gotta retire this shit, bruh. Bruh, 
got to retire it, this it shit. It takes one bad roll for me to be like, all right, on to the next. Uh, on to the next. You're fired. Your betrayal will never be forgiven. <laughs> never. Well, it does depend on like how important the role was. <laughs> betrayal might be forgiven. But if it's the fir- if it's the first if it's the first oh, role, yeah, it nah. don't matter what it is, bro. It's it's the bad precedent for me. I don't even like it. All right, we've set we, we've set a nerdy tone for this one here. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um. So yeah, uh, we'll start out with something interesting. I saw uh, since we're we're starting out nerdy. I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep that 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 same energy. Uh, Apple released that they're putting out a new project called the T two eighty eight project. It's pretty much a rehash of the Google Glass project. Um, <laughs> this but, time for real, guys. This time for real. See, my thing is, is that if if it was Steve Jobs's uh, Apple, I would be like, hmm, these niggas really do know how to market the innovation. You know what I mean? Because that's really what motherfuckers fail to do is market the innovation. Really, you could sell. Mm-hmm. You really could sell Americans anything. They're they're not like particularly choosy people, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, Pet Rock. Listen, uh, his history history says everything, but um, <laughs> Apple is particularly good at marketing the the product. But this isn't Steve Jobs's Apple, and I'm not sure if they're gonna have the. Because he wasn't the engineer, but he had the eye and 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 that driving force to really, you know, to to get a product to where it needed to be to to for people to um mass adopt it. And you know, I don't see that 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 talent. <laughs> I haven't seen anything come out of Apple in over a decade, quite some time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that leads me to believe that they're going to take this this IP and and do anything and, uh, worthwhile. Yeah. Cause and it's funny because I saw it. It was it came out of an investor report, and I was like, you know, this shit makes me want to like short Apple. You know what I mean? Like I want to bet <laughs> against that shit now. Like because you know a bunch of people are gonna invest in Apple because of course Apple and a new product. Oh my god, it's gonna be great! I bet you their 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 uh their stock uh, spikes. Now is the time to short them because in the long term. That shit's gonna go down, 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 <laughs> down. But yeah. Anyway, don't take stock tips from me, by the way. <laughs> do not take stock tips from me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that that was interesting. But do you think that Apple has the ability to produce anything innovative with this, with this um, eyewear technology? Is what I I think that's what the patent is is read as is um smart eywear technology. This, I mean, it definitely has potential, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a miracle that the Google Glass failed because that, that's such a good product with so much uh, potential application, so. You know what it is? Is that it, 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 it probably had problems proliferating abroad, Google Glass, because you could make a, a niche market for Google Glass, I think, in, like, True. metropolitan yeah, areas. It'll never get popular in, like, the South or, you know what I mean, more conservative areas. It's because they, they don't adopt technology like that, per se. But mm-hmm. in the city, you can probably get a niche market, you know, enough to sell a couple million of them, at least, which I can imagine is, is something if you can get those million customers and provide them a product in which they're willing to buy again, you know? Hey, but I think that the problem was is that it didn't catch on abroad, which yeah. I'm not sure as to why. But generally speaking, I think you kind of nailed it. Like it doesn't have 
while it is a pretty cool technology and shit with lots of application, I can definitely see only a small percentage of the population that would need something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in... I think it's completely luxury. I don't even think yeah. you'd say somebody ever needs something That's like, like that. That's like the Bugatti level of glasses. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like you really just got to have the money to spend on it. And also it depends on how durable it is because if you have like expensive technology on your face and it breaks easily then Ooh, child. Ooh. I mean you know what I'm saying if you the can have an iPhone out of control on those things. yeah if you got an iPhone you need a case so I can only imagine what it would be like for a, a glasses version of that because I could I I mean I think I would I would probably try it like if it, if it was well implemented I'm not opposed to that technology yeah it has potential um, for sure but yeah because being able to display information HUD style over my gosh, man, it's fucking dope. I mean, yo, fucking dope. Because I, I, when when Tony like Stark put on the glasses and had the Jarvis in the glasses, I was like, exactly. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Give me that all yeah. day. I don't care what it looks that's like. That's why nigga. I was excited about. Um, I don't remember what the fuck that the VR shit because when he was like building the specs for his suit in that, I don't remember if it was one or two and it was in that 3d display and he's like putting it all together in 3d space. I was like, yo, we can do that, bro. Like that's that. Um, uh, what the fuck is that? I don't remember what the Oculus. I was like, the Oculus is just like the first stepping stone to that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted, and then augmented reality also came and started getting a lot better. So just know if you could think of it, the military did it 10 years ago. Tried it. Didn't kill people well enough. Scrapped it. But yeah, um, I thought that that was interesting. Um, what else been going on? Uh, we can move on in some gaming, man. You know, speaking of, uh, I know I I said I'm not gonna go on a gotcha rant, but you know, Pokemon put out a a a new mobile title. It was a arena style MOBA. And I was like, "Ooh, that sounds kind of good." And he's like, "All right, whatever. If it's gotcha, I don't care. I because I like so I like such a wide variety of those characters that mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time. The only thing that they got to do is put out Lucario, and as long as I have resources to get <laughs> Lucario, Black Lucario, we should great. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yo, they went full Predator, bro, with the with the monetization. I was like, I can't even. Ooh, no, sir. I couldn't even <laughs> let that touch my phone. Couldn't even let that touch That's my silly. phone. That shit straight pay to win." Man, I and mean, that is really, and that's like a that's like a faux pas in the in the gotcha realm is to put pay to win in gotchas targeted towards children because that's just that straight is straight up predatory because mm-hmm. a lot of kids will download the phone uh, the the app on their parents' phone and the credit card transactions are already activated and if you let your kid pay for thirty minutes they could easily spend hundreds of dollars and just powering up their character so that they can actually compete <laughs> against the people who've been playing nonstop since launch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a really fucked up thing to do. And so, um, yeah, I was like, nah, I'm not going to support that. Not going to support that. But yeah, man, Pokemon went full predator. Man, it's like, yo, y'all really could just make a better game. I mean, the, the one Pokemon game I've always wanted, I don't think they're ever going to make, which is just a straight up Pokemon MMO where you can start in whatever region you want to start in catch whatever you want to catch and then it'll be just like a regular MMO but then with and every that, expansion would be the next region over you feel me yeah that would be amazing it's it's simple and they were moving towards that with um X and Y it seemed like they were trying to move over to that kind of um that kind of format of game um so that each 
subsequent game felt more like an expansion and then it would be backwards compatible and then if you had saves of the other games like it felt like that's what they were building they were like that's a great <laughs> idea you do it and i was like damn that's just rude <laughs> because yeah they would they have no interest whatsoever in expanding their game model without yeah, nah. the predatory monetization accompanied with some kind of mobile gotcha system yeah it's it's um it's because of the toy. Pokemon is heavily invested in the toy market, man, and they can't. You know what I'm saying? Yikes! Because I don't know, man. The physical toy market, it's not. It's not. I don't think that that's the hot market. I mean, it's been the model for well, a while. It's also, but it's also it has. A, Pokemon has so many revenue streams because they have the trading card game, mm-hmm. the video games. They got, um, you know, the toy market. The apparel market, like lunch boxes, kids meals, all kinds all of shit. Their, their their collaborations, you know what I mean? Like it's it, they, they have no shortage of monetization. That's why I'm like, yo, why can't y'all just make a good game? I don't understand. I thought all of that shit was to fund making a good game. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine what the game would look like if they directed a significant amount of those funds towards the game and not to? I, I'm only assuming they're paying the yakuza. You know what I mean? Like that's the only entity in in Japan I can imagine right now that's just like sucking out because. The CEO pay isn't outrageous. Like, that's kind of, that's like out there. You know what I mean? Like, they don't hide that stuff. So it's like, yeah, where's all the money going? Because y'all think it's got bread. I mean, it's Game not free? just Where? the money. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about having someone with the correct artistic vision that's going mm. to be able to rally a team around and also fight against the corporate people in order to get the vision made over an extended period of time, like several years. Yeah, that's so. wild because you, because you like, you look at like um the, the original Final Fantasy team. And at, as that, that franchise went on, it branched out mm-hmm. and made, you know what I mean? The creative genius was was so great and, and was uh, so um, evocative that it, it caused the, the different members to go out and strike out and make their own video. You know what yep. I mean? Like, you'd think that Pokemon would... would Tetsuya Nomura went on to know. do all of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, there's Kingdom Hearts, the Chrono series. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Nomura is doing a ton of other stuff on non-Sony IPs because he's got beef with Sony. Um, yeah, he's releasing a lot with like Apple. Um, just weird off-brand, but it's cool because he's bringing his audience to those platforms. Even though I don't fuck with some of those platforms, like Apple Pay. I, I'm sorry, like Apple Play, because they have um he has an RPG on there. Um, that looks really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, but um, yeah, if you ever inter- if you ever like I'm, I'm tempted. You know, Kendrick's got an iPad. His grandmother got him, so Kendrick might uh buy something on his Apple. His mom, his grandmother's <laughs> Apple Pay Play account. <laughs> I'm just joking, but um, nah, it 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 brings his audience to those platforms, so it's it's beneficial, and I'm glad that they're actually paying to publish his games that he's he's creating because his artistic genius is. Um, definitely worth um publishing but anyway that's that's a, an asides uh why i just can't imagine why pokemon hasn't um even internally utilized some of that because it's had good ideas but they're always so tempered and like <laughs> not fully developed you know what i mean like every game has an has well up until recently has had enough to make me say okay all right i don't feel bad for having jumped into this this was fun you know what I mean? But yeah. like they just stopped. And it was like, man, you guys weren't even making big steps before. So it's like to see the zero progress that Short and Shield was, I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah. I think this is where we part ways, guys. Just copy and paste, man. Yeah. But oh well. 
Say lobby. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good week for gaming, man. Like Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, it's all coming out. And the worst part is, is that, you know, not knowing when to shut the fuck up is just like <laughs> the worst. It's a problem that plagues people on the internet every Cause, day. Because I think it was, I think it was, it was one of the former CEOs, and I'm not sure if it was Mike Morheim. I hope it wasn't. Because I know Mike Morheim came out and he did make a statement, and people were like, then "You it, knew, yeah." And you it was knew. like, "Um, by the way, <laughs> this shit happened yeah, while you were going, while you were around." Exactly. And so it was just one of those like. Man, you could have just watched the bonfire, but then you just wanted to you want to get close with your marshmallow, mm-hmm. and then you know you wanted your marshmallow really toasty, and then your whole arm fell on fire. It's like, damn. Yeah, I felt they had to be. You know what I'm saying? He felt he felt the heat coming, and he felt like he had to protect himself, but but he just was, backed away. Yeah, that would have been a lot better. There you go. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best defense is evasion. You feel me? And boy, but he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna use my hand to fan the fire away. No, <laughs> that's not the lick, over It is not the lick. But yeah, just enter the the epic pylon that is the clusterfuck that is that that Activision Blizzard brought onto themselves. And it, and and like those, that's the worst part is that it's such an unforced error. Like. I understand, like, and as somebody who has been a manager for many, many, many years of every, I've managed all kinds of people from the the professional level all the way down to public organizing, down to organizing indigent people, you know, to help, you know, clear their own living spaces. And let me tell you, there's rules for a reason. And there's certain protocols that, yeah, you want to you want to be flexible. You don't ever want to, you know, be like so rigid that you break, uh, especially when you're working, you know, with, with a diverse group of people. But there are certain rules and protocols for a reason. And for the amount of alcohol consumption that went on at 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 Activism Blizzard's offices. Feel me. And work sponsored events. Yo, why y'all niggas drunk at work, bro? It's like, come, that doesn't even make, come on. Come <laughs> on. That doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. And then, and then for, for it, it's not I'm even drunk. like these are people who operate well drunk. Like <laughs> I, I've seen some, some of my close friends operate really well drunk. Mm-hmm. These are people who became, who, these were chads. You know what I mean? These were debased frat boys. See, and you were talking about like, you didn't understand where it came from in uh, in the history of America. You feel me? You were like, I, <laughs> there, bro, there. now you understand. <laughs> that's 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 who Sam Adams and his cronies. That's who they were right there. That's what they were talking about. That is sad. That is common knowledge. That this is American culture, and they still have the fucking idea in the head that somehow all of their middlemen. And the worst part is, is that this is this is not. I don't think that this is like a one-off. I think this is pervasive in a lot more places than you think. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. It's that's how it becomes cultural. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. it becomes so prevalent. The power that structure. They make movies about it. As you hear in this story, the power structure insulate that sort of behavior because they said they went to HR plenty of times. And they had a hard time getting HR to do anything substantial against any of them. That's um, that's wild. That's that's utterly wild. 
And and it's sad because that's that's like you're not even trying. You're not trying at all. That's that's not even trying. And then to come out and say the things that they said in in the light I mean, I hope I hope California goes ham on them. You guys, you guys deserve it, you know? And you played every form of disgusting identity politics to try to get people to 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 garner your goodwill and cover up the 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 general lack of content that you were creating. You know what I mean? Like gosh, man, when it comes around and see that's why it's like, yo, take the lumps when they're there, you know what I mean? Like if when you when they were falling off, if they would have just nutted up and say, you know what, we are falling off. We really mm-hmm. do need to do something and fix it, boy, would they be in a better position than they are right now. But that's how you know it's the leadership because they weren't just failing in one area. They started degrading what? in like every aspect of the Absolutely. company. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, and I don't know, man. They there needs to be either a developers union or a programmers union or a game industry union. But the people who work at these companies, if there's going to be such a huge and 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 this is so fundamental. I mean, I was taught this when I was fucking eight years old. That and, and not in such a high complex level, but. If there's a huge gap between what you, you know, your ability to affect change and what you want, you're going to have a hard time. If you you don't have the power to do anything and what you want requires you to influence people, you got to do something. You can't just sit there and expect the good nature of the people around you to produce the things that you want. I, I learned it at a very young age because guess what? I waited all the time for my dad to surprise me for things <laughs> that I liked, and it never came. And that's not to say that 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 he was a de- bad father for it, but it was just like, no, dude, what are you waiting for? Like, if you don't, if you want something and you have no power to get it, it's not coming to you. And if you are an employee at a place that that is abusive. And you have no power to get what you want, then you got to do something. You know what I mean? And and as soon as you you recognize that, don't let it please. And and this is not to be insensitive to this person, but please don't let it get to the point where you commit suicide. That's the, that's sad. That 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 like that story kind of breaks my heart because you know the, you know that that person had their dream shot on. You know what I mean? And Definitely. I just I I have a special I I have a place in my heart for people who achieve their dreams only to 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 be to be you know have the rude awakening of reality of what what you were achieving what you fought for you asked for this at this point you know what I mean of course you didn't ask for the bad behavior you didn't ask for the abuse that's the fallacy in the line of thought but the, the you know that person is going through a very tumultuous time with their feelings and so anyway. You know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, when you recognize that you're powerless in your workplace, you either organize your workplace or you find a new job. Never work someplace where you're completely powerless because these people don't care about you. And just as a person, you should never want to put yourself into powerless positions. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I don't know. That's the real big takeaway I had from this whole Blizzard thing because the whole thing is fucked. You know what I mean? Like, it's all bad. 
and there's and you know there, you can only pile on but so much onto the however bad this shit is really now you know what i mean yeah so yeah you know that should let's take this as a cautionary tale always always look for a workplace that empowers you and if your current workplace doesn't then always keep the perspective that you're looking for something new you know what I mean? Until said time is in which they empower you. And once again, the Joker's always right. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, man. Because that's a that it, when you're in a powerless state, it's real stressful, you know? And when you're in a stressed out situation, it's only a matter of time until you crack. So, yeah. Um, moving on from that, what's been going on? Um, there's been a bunch going on in the entertainment news, yo. So, um... I'm not even gonna comment on the baby. That nigga is wilding. He's imploding. I don't know why. <laughs> it's it's a fucking terrible thing. Um, but I I don't fuck with no nigga that fucks with Tory Lane. So that nigga been dead to me. But um, Lil Nas X is out here, and uh, he put out uh, a a video for a song. I have no clue. I didn't watch the video. Didn't listen to the song. I'm not particularly fan of his music. But he started a bail fund like. All of the proceeds, I guess, uh, from this that he's making from this song are going into a bail fund to support people. And honestly, I don't give a fuck what you do, nigga. I'm for that. I'm for that. I, yo, my, if you're out here getting niggas out of jail, especially niggas who don't deserve to be in jail, all day, day, day. That's one thing I like about Lil Nas X. He's very creative with his spite. Like, whenever he does something out of spite, it always benefits someone. Yeah, man. And, and I love and how he... he always he, I, I love how he put out the other day. He's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think y'all niggas is gateway. Y'all niggas is on my dick. And I was like, <laughs> see? That's it. Because honestly, like, if you, you want to... And, and see, that's what I hope is always taken away from uh, when I'm going in on whatever situation or, or person. is like, yo, critique critique the 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 situation for sure but the person is a person especially when you're critiquing um people in entertainment they're performing most of the time you know what i mean so whatever you're critiquing is not who that person is so don't ever close yourself off to the thing to the to the people that they could be because if i don't like the persona that lil nas x uh performs in that's irrelevant the man is out here doing Good things, yeah. big things. You know what I mean. So I definitely wanted to shout him out. Big up to Lil Nas X for fucking, you know, doing his little bit that he can to help this incarceration issue that goes on in America because it's a problem. It's a real big problem. But anyway, yeah. Moving on from that, um, yo, in other rap news, yo, I don't know what sparked this, but people was jumping back on Clubhouse and shit. Shit was going on. And out of nowhere, I guess Lupe and Royce were in a room and they were they were like, oh, let's battle. And they started going back and forth. I don't know what Royce said to Lupe, but this nigga Lupe took out the guns and was like, what? Just started taking shots, my G. Just, Lupe? No, I mean, not real guns. Oh, 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 okay, okay. No, I'm just saying battle rap guns. Ooh. No, 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 no. I apologize. I, didn't I was about to that. be like, since when? What? I was like, what happened to Lupe? No, 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 no. You took out the battle rap guns and started taking shots. Just like, you know what I mean? Do, 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 do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, shooting yeah. for the head type shit. And Royce was trying to keep it peaceable. You know what I mean? He kept his bars neutral. So, you know, round one. It's like, oh, shit. Lupe came out the gate. 
Round two. Lupe still swinging for the head. <laughs> Royce still keeping it even. And I think that, you know, Royce's rhymes are fresh, but they don't have the scathing bite that, that you, you, you know what I mean, are going to get, that are going to kind of equalize against somebody who's coming at your head. You know what I mean? I don't know. Royce is usually pretty savage. No, man, he is. In he battle is. rapping. But, but Lupe's his friend. Oh, the thing. you mean like, against Lupe, he against wasn't bringing Lupe, that. Against Lupe, he's not being a like, dickhead. You know what I mean? Lupe's being an asshole about it. Lupe is being a straight up asshole about it. Like, all right, nigga. Like, I hope this like is how you really feel. Like, <laughs> like, like if I was Royce, Are I would have okay? caught feelings. Are you? You know okay? what I mean? Like, I don't know if Yo, like, we need to talk, bro. Lupe is channeling <laughs> the shit that he reads other people say about Royce, and he's just using it for the battle or what? But the nigga's going in. But yeah, they've been going back and forth, and I'm just like, yo, I hope niggas, I hope, I hope Lupe and Royce is good. I thought that was like, oh geez, but me personally, I, I'm Royce all day. I'm not, I'm not down with with, with Lupe's new project. Like his, I mean, when I say his his new project, his reinvention of himself, and since he did that last project, um, what was it called, House, some shit, um, <laughs> but Savage. he was working with Virgil Abloh. And that nigga, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. But um, yeah, man. I was like, man, rap beef. I'm all down for rap battles, but I hate to see like friends coming out here like this. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Hopefully, it's, it's a production. You know? I'm really hoping so. You know what I mean? I'm all down for like, and 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 I've known niggas who do that. They're like, oh yeah, now nah, we just fucking around. I'm like, yo, my nigga, why would you fuck around like that in public? Like that shit was savage. Yeah, but and yeah, it's it not some niggas do. It boosts both artists' um 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 profile at the same time. True, true indeed, true indeed. Um, we do. And speaking of battles, we got locks coming up with the fuck with uh no no yeah it's yeah I thought it was locks versus dipset right locks versus dipset coming up yeah it's uh Tuesday coming up this Tuesday I believe. I'm looking forward to that, that for sure. Yeah, that shit will be pretty lit. I saw I saw a video of Styles P talking yes, some shit. Yeah, Styles P and Jim he's Jones carrying, going back he's and forth. carrying this dude talking yeah. about her. This is how I'm gonna carry you to the hospital after this. This thing is Why? See, that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of shit that it's all good because uh, it's, it's, Styles P and Jim Jones is another one. They they're joking, but they're saying some mean ass shit to each other. I'm like, yo, my nigga, if you said that to me, I'd be like, yo, my nigga, you got it. <clears throat> I mean, coming to the verses no more. <laughs> like, damn. But yeah, nah, it's it, that one's gonna be a lot of good music. It's gonna be a lot of good music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, moving on from that, um, I want to give a, uh, I want to give a, 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 a little bit of shout out to to Comicsology. Uh, they put out a a new series of comics called um, Astonishing Times. Okay, that shit's looking fresh, bro. It's looking fresh, and I, I really think it's gonna be a, a, a line that has a lot of potential. You know what I mean? Okay. And hopefully, they learn lessons of their predecessors, and they don't create a universe ruined by you know what I mean, unnecessary retcons and, <laughs> and you know. I mean, if that happens, you're very, very lucky, right? If your universe gets big enough to the fact where you need to start retconning shit. You are very successful, and you've been around for a very long time. Because in- Invincible set up, a- but Invincible decided to end. You know what I mean? Invincible was smart about it. Invincible <laughs> went thousands of years into the future. Was like, all right, we're done. You feel we're me? Done. But yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the comic line uh, is called Astonishing Times. You can catch it on Comicsology. That's not a paid ad or anything, but um, 
the reason why it caught my eye was because Zack Snyder is actually partnering with Comixology to release stuff too. And nice. I'm like, wow, okay. This, yo, Comixology is really doing a lot to um damn, I just said that shit like, yo, I gotta get paid. I got <laughs> to get paid. Um, but they're doing a lot right now with graphic novels and the and the comic format that is it, it's really entertaining. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to see that there's some there's there is a company that is interested in keeping that art form alive because, you know, Marvel, I think, is really moving towards I don't think they're moving towards. I think they focus on their their cinematic universe mainly now. And DC's comic universe hasn't had a hit in sometimes. And sometimes. Like seriously. Like Batman hasn't been interesting to me in, in decades. And it's like, wow. That's that's rough. You know, because it was writing a lot of good sentiment. Like that's the thing, is like that's how powerful the writing was at one point. It was that it created such a a, a great fandom that we've just been like coasting on the nostalgia. Like I don't think I don't think you could introduce Batman today and be interesting. I don't think so. I mean, you can do it. There's definitely ways for sure. You know, um, well, not as Batman because there has been renditions of Batman that <clears throat> I would say are interesting. Nah, I think you're underestimating writers pretty heavy, man. That's nah, what I'm I think. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking <clears throat> the the trope of a spandex wearing dude with with bad ears. I don't know. You think that that would really hit the same way? That smacks the same way? Uh, yeah, it it doesn't matter what your character is wearing. If your character is interesting, doing interesting things. Okay, I guess. Filming, I can't say I, I can't, good think, of a, world, I can't think of a, a, a counter to that. Um, because there's definitely been some whack. Nick. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. You got to swag it, bro. I am a big <laughs> fan of the swag. I just haven't seen anyone do it like whack. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need a strong writer, and they not only do you need a strong writer, they also got to have the freedom to write what they want to write. You know what I'm saying? They can't really. Um, uh, usually, uh, uh, modern stories tend to get, or modern comic books tend to get pigeonholed into certain formats. You're right, and that, I think that is one of the because they did a lot of um, uh, Q and As and AMAs and all that good stuff prior to the launch of the comic, and that is probably their biggest, uh, um, I would say, advantage in writing and producing this comic is that is their flexibility yeah, that yeah, the yeah. writer, the artists and the storyboarder, everybody who's working in tandem mm-hmm. works. They, there's no manage. There's no one in between them. There's no one. Yeah. They are deciding whether this is a good idea. You know what I mean? And they all have similar enough taste and are critical enough to, to come up with a good idea, which is really all you need. Like, I, I don't know, man. I have a hard time when, when people are like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it could work like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it can. Yeah. It's it's just when you allow creative people to be, be creative, they make some uh, amazing things. But it's just a lot of these days, there are a lot of restrictions on what can and can't be done or what must be done. Mm, That's true. not in service of the story, but in service of some mandate outside of the story. Speaking of who's it, we got to give a shout out to um, Winston Duke, who's going to be voicing Bruce Wayne. Hey, yeah, because turn DC, up, turn up. I, and and see, that's the thing is, DC seems to be focusing on their animated universe. You know what I mean? They, they each each company has really got their niche, and they've really been really knocking it out in that niche. And I think that Winston Duke uh, added to the DC animated universe is voicing um, Bruce Wayne. It's just once it's just another example of them doing good things in that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're wild consistent in that arena. Yeah, dude. So um, James Gunn was in an interview, and some I, I don't know what the exact question was. I, I don't, I don't want to misquote it, 
But um, he said in reference to a Marvel slash DC crossover, everyone is open to everything in terms of the <laughs> in terms of the cinematic universe. I was like, wait, what? Everyone's open to everything. All yeah. right, if we're gonna have a DC Marvel cinematic crossover where Black Adam comes over with fucking Kal El to dominate, who's gonna fight them? Who's fighting Black Adam and Kal El? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, Captain Marvel is pretty pretty Superman level, but it really depends, though, right? It depends on the Superman story because Superman. Yeah, he, he's he's um he's a plot device more than a, a legitimate character. Yeah. You feel me? He's sort of like the Hulk. It's they're as strong as you need them to be for any given story. So that is true. Y- y- you can beat as anybody. You can probably get the upper hand of Superman for the first quarter of, to the third of the story. Always, it's easy. Just you just gotta easy. give him a reason. You just gotta give him a reason. Feel me? But Once can you reason, maintain that lead? All the way to the end of the story. Feel me? Can you end the story still and lead it to man? That's the big thing. That but, is the, that is the question, and that's that's the hard one. But um, that would be kind of dope if they did the fucking amalgam universe, man. Hey, yeah, yo, multiverse. Uh, that shit with um, what's call it? Uh, uh, that I'm shit in Loki it. with the with the multiverse splitting, man. We can do it. I'm here for it. You know what I mean? The hardest part is really ironing out all the rights. That's really. The, Always, always, always the big problems getting all the signatures on as, who owns what. As long as people are open to it, though, I think that that's a huge step because yeah, it's people like, see the money know, in comic book. You see what right happens now. with Sony, like when they're not open to it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do that, let's try that. No, it's like silly. if they're not open to it, that's a that's a non-starter. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought that, that was interesting. I was like, ah, oh, that was a nice little tidbit. Yo, that would be crazy. Yo, I heard he said, and you know, I'm so excited for Suicide Squad in like a week, man. He was saying that they told me anybody was on the table to get killed, son. So I know, man. It's gonna be. I'm. Oh man, I'm excited to see what what Definitely, happens. Definitely, man. I think that they're gonna do. Uh, I think that Suicide Squad is gonna be really uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. It just help with looking crazy in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, that shit looks fucking fresh. Sylvester Sloan is playing uh, King, King Shark, Shark's and voice. He's yeah. fucking. Uh, I can't wait to see John, John Cena just looks fucking like a tool and he's hilarious. Yeah, man. I think that uh, Suicide Squad is definitely going to be like it's shaping up see? to be the the the, the flagship uh, DC cinematic franchise. Yeah, we're going to get to see if um, what I said earlier is really, really uh, true because um what's his name james gunn pretty much got creative control on this this film so we're gonna see what happens the different the difference between a studio written movie and uh, an artur uh, written movie yeah oh well it's it yeah i'm the i this one is a high contender for me to go see in the theaters possibly um unlikely oh, that looks fun. Uh, <laughs> unlikely i will probably watch this in my living room but feel me HBO Max. Nah, fuck that, nigga. Pirate <laughs> life. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I will be watching it for sure. Uh, yeah, that one looks absolutely. Exciting. Absolutely. So, did you hear what's going on with Scarlett Johansson? I did hear about that. Trying to sue Disney mm-hmm. for the release of uh, the or the poor sales on the release of Black Widow. Yes. I, do you think she has a? I don't think she has a a, a, a 
I don't think she has a case, but do you think that she has anything to stand on here? From my understanding, the reason why she's mad is because, you know, it's standard for uh, big projects like these for actors to get like a percentage of, of, of sales. And apparently they switched over to um, the to online release and didn't tell her and wouldn't renegotiate her contract and started stonewalling her. So, yeah, she might. She definitely might. If they changed the term of her original contract and didn't allow her to renegotiate, then I can see why she's mad. Okay, okay, because from what I... The way the, uh, the story read was that she was saying that they intentionally... Uh, they intentionally released it digitally and and i don't understand where the digital release at this point when the theaters aren't fully open wouldn't have been merited well um well her contract was most likely negotiated now, the, long the before the renegotiation of that. the contract i do or think no, that she has a leg to stand on because i i, I will but she might not because if her contract doesn't have an emergency clause, like something that says like, well, in the events that X, Y, and Z happens, we reserve the right to renegotiate, then uh, she might. But given, but a, an experienced <clears throat> actress should have that in her contract. And so given if that was present, yeah, she should have had access to to renegotiation for some form of deal with the streaming and um the fact that the idea that they can stonewall her i think i, I that's where i shut down with disney it's like no because i originally don't really particularly like when people are litigious like that when they use the law to kind of like jockey for for additional gains but it's like mm -hmm. well if they're stonewalling her then that's a different story if you've closed off all avenues of of discourse then we'll let somebody else mediate this. You know what I mean? And you also have to understand that her contract was probably written years before COVID was ever a thing, right? That contract was probably... Oh, yeah. It, it was written where, that yes, this would have only ever... Yeah. It had to be around 2018, this, 2017. Maybe even earlier. Like yeah. the, Marvel had just recently, like a few weeks ago, changed their policy where they're no longer doing multi-movie deals. But she was part of that original bat, so her contract yep. may have been signed in the From original Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh man! If 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 the contract she's in today was the same contract from Iron Man two, that's from like well, I'm sure they renegotiated ago. it if it was necessary. I'm sure they renegotiated as each movie got bigger and they got more successful. You yeah, because I'm thinking like, holy crap! There's no way she would have known it would have been this big, right? Yeah, exactly. And once it did get big, they would have readjusted, and that would also be why you couldn't. At that time, there would have been no way to anticipate that something would have shut down the entire movie industry. So, given that this is now um, legal gray area, I can yeah. see how the uh, 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 the I'm studio might see... want to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that's what, and that's the part that sucks is that, and 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 I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna be the guy who's like, oh well, you chose to play that game, that's what happens. But is that a byproduct of the fact that it's the studio? can't go about it any other way since this is a legal gray area they can't define it themselves so the only way for them to do to to really go through it is just let them let her sue them yeah this might just be um uh, uh, just you know just a, a natural consequence of the whole thing yeah dang that sucks
But, you know, it's it's also one of those things where she's doing what she's got to do. Like, if the company's not responding the way they're, they're responding to you, ain't got no choice. But to be like, all right, I got to put the pressure on you. And, and, and that's the part that I hate that. It's like this corporate structure is so impassable <clears throat> that a simple... A simple fucking situation like, yo, the pandemic hit, word, you're right. Yo, we're going to have to change the release. All right, cool. Can we renegotiate my, you know, what my split's going to be on yeah, the digital? Most, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, like, she was, she probably gets money off ticket sales, but don't get no money off streams. Oh, yeah, no. That's definitely not in, that is absolutely <laughs> not in the contract. If the yeah. contract is situated around ticket sales, yeah, they do not have the streams. I know that is. for a fact. Um. And then now, she's that's like, not wait a minute, they can't split put them the both thing. together. But I'm if they if she if she's thinking that there's gonna be a box office, she's probably not worried about the streams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was they, I mean, yeah, like I said, no one could have anticipated COVID. This shit got delayed. This was supposed to come out pre Avengers, I believe. Pre Avengers, pre Infinity War. Wow, man. It just got pushed back a lot for other reasons and or was yeah. it post Infinity War? Oh, I don't that really remember. sucks. I don't remember. And I what, man? Close. I wonder how um Florence Pugh feels. Pugh, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how she feels about it. Cause I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure she's basking in the public, <laughs> the public um attention she's getting. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure like her her uh, performance was lauded all around. I don't. Yeah, I didn't she's hear getting a lot of like, praise for that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's happy about that. But she's probably like, damn, where my money at though? Cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see where this lands. Yeah. I'm curious to see the resolution for this one as well. You're moving on from that. All right. I guess we'll try to wrap up on uh, some topics of note. So, yo, did you hear? <laughs> they got, so, uh, in, in the midst of, yo, my G, they keep just throwing bigger and bigger events and they keep saying like, Nobody's getting vaccinated, and they just keep going bigger and bigger events. And like, the unvaccinated people are the problem. I'm like, no, I think the problem is is that you keep allowing people to throw bigger and bigger events. You know what I mean? Because they're rolling, they're throwing rolling not loud now. And I saw the fucking three day fucking uh, lineup. That shit's gonna be thousands and thousands of people packed in their tooth to jowl, bro. Mm-hmm. So that shit's gonna be crazy. Blowing off steam. That, uh, that's blow, that, I think that's rolling loud. Austin or somewhere in Texas because they just went, they were just in Miami, right? I'm not sure their schedule really. Well, I think they just had some show and, and it's where the baby was, you know, spitting off all that reckless shit. Um, and this, yo, him and Kodak, man, I can't stand those niggas, dog. For two people that I'm just like, man, all the goodwill in the world can't pull y'all niggas out the gutter. <laughs> y'all niggas just refuse to, 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 to get away from. The image of of everything that's wrong with with the culture, but anyway, that's hitherto at the moment. They keep throwing these fucking super spreader events, and everybody keeps packing into these places. And then every place they throw these events, you know, you just had the NBA Finals recently, spikes. You have Rolling Loud traveling around the country, attracting people like a fucking super magnet into one spot, <laughs> spikes. It's like, all right, G, but you guys are gonna fucking sit here and try to demonize unvaccinated people. It just shows how how much of a a, a fabrication the the whole the it's a fabrication of consent when it comes to to anything that has to do with pandemic response, and that sucks because 
this is something that really could use people organized in a realistic way. It, it is something that could really use the government to step in and regulate the uh, pharmaceutical industry to make sure that they are properly developing and, and administering uh, a, a vaccine protocol to the public that isn't going to to instigate the 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 consistent cropping up of of uh like uh differing variants of this and that's that's the problem with over vaccinating a population is that you're going to continue to to have the variants pop up the over vaccinate because when the the when your immune system learns to 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 defeat the virus the virus doesn't have a chance to mutate into another and then jump to someone else because it's fighting your immune system. It's contained. It's You know what I mean? Your body handles it and you excrete it. But when you try to vaccinate it out of the population, the people end up carrying the the, the virus while it fights and mutates against the, the, the vaccination. And so then that person is now just carrying a vaccine-resistant version of the, of the virus, and then they pass it on to other people. That's why you don't want to over-vaccinate the population. You want to very sensibly vaccinate about 50% of the people. That's where you get maximum efficacy. We've already reached maximum efficacy for this vac uh, vaccine if it was evenly distributed around, amongst Americans. But we all know that the vaccinations exist solely on the coast. Everyone in the middle of America hasn't gotten vaccinated. So it's not really what's going on. What we're doing is we're creating, we're creating pockets on the coast where we're going to have fucking... Uh, variants popping up and then moving into the center of the country and infecting the rest of the people. And that's the real fucking problem. And nobody is actually talking out about the epidemiology behind this. Like, that is how these things behave. I've literally discussed this with Otto. You were sitting there in Discord with us when we talked about it. This shit is fucking absurd. Like, they don't listen to the people who are actually paid and to study this shit. Like, it, I don't know, man. I don't know. But... It's, it's crazy because I don't know how much more of American society is going to have to change to appease them. You know what I mean? Like, we've already sacrificed, in my opinion, a significant amount. And unfortunately, it's not getting any safer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit because I choose to live my, my, my life mostly inside my home. And I'm very safe when I leave my home. You know what I mean? I keep my hands clean. You got hand sanitizer and a mask. You'll be generally safe out in public. But... Other people aren't doing that shit. You know what I mean? And what what do we do? Like, I don't even know what you ask the government to do in the situation when nobody's willing to behave. Well, you ask them to stop misinforming people. But um Ask them to lead by example. Yeah. There's there's so many things they could do. And I just don't see that happening. And so you don't even hear them talking about the gamma variant in the news, but that shit exists. It's already being studied, and I think that the next batch of vaccines are probably going to be get, uh, geared towards the gamma variant rather than the delta variant that's currently surging throughout the population. They're trying to tell people, take a third jab. That'll boost you up. Get you nice and boosted. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, bro. And the worst part is, is that these vaccines might be free at point of distribution, but you're paying for them. And this is... Your tax money, you're paying for them because your tax money is being diverted from areas in which it could be productive, you know, in other parts of your life towards, you know, you know, producing and developing these vaccines. And that's not good. 
because this is just going to give them cover for while they're being, you know, negligent to all of their other duties, you know, and I was talking to somebody on Twitter and it was actually a pretty, it was a pretty healthy discussion back and forth about, you know, I don't expect every person to know what everything that their, their, their public officials, uh, have to weigh in on. I don't expect you to know everything they do, but I do expect every public official to know everything that's under their job purview. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people want to put it on the public for being ignorant to these things and not voting based on these lines. And I'm like, nah, I, I think we have to hold the public officials accountable for not being negligent on the policies towards these kind of things, because it is, it really does affect people negatively. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, the politicians are too busy in engaging in QAnon conspiracies to actually have valid, you know, input as to what, you know, the pandemic team should be and how we should go forward making sure that the pandemic team sh can never be disbanded again. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that at least, that that would make sense. You know, like, why are we not organizing? Like, you do have some uh, uh, people in... Uh, the congressional level like AOC who who care about that, but nobody with genuine power, nobody who's actually moving these, these policies forward. And so, yeah, you know, it really sucks how little the American people are represented by their politicians because it, it, it it's, it's, that's the vacuum that was left open for the, the pandemic uh, policy to be written by fucking jackholes like Bill Gates and, 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 and Bezos and and people who don't give a shit about you, because don't don't get it twisted. Bezos has a heavy hand in lobbying towards, you know, all kinds of logistic issues that come about in his favor due to the pandemic. How do how do you think that the fucking post office got fucked? I lost three pieces of mail in one month from people who I knew sent it, giving me tracking numbers and everything. It's gotten so bad that I can't even rely on the mail as a form of transfer. For, for for things that are important to me anymore. And that shit sucks. You know what I mean? And and I hate the fact that so much of our, our our lives are organized, you know, by the whims of people who don't give a shit about a normal person's life. They want they only care about their ability to distribute their services to your door. And so they'll fucking undermine the post office because they want Amazon to, to control all forms of parcel services. And fuck that, dude. You know, like America, gotta get a hold of this shit, man. Lost the spirit of competition. Oh man, and that's I think that that was part of the problem is that when the the fanatical love of capitalism squashed out all all competition because when it came when when winning and that disparate advantage became so important that that anything was worthwhile then crushing the competition became a worthwhile thing to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when did that... When Like, when did the object of competing become to crush the competition? <laughs> like, that shit's crazy. Like, no. We can compete and both of us survive at the end. And both of us actually profit at the end. Yeah. And I might make a little bit more than you. You might make a little bit more than me. But that's what the competition is. The competition doesn't involve the squashing. And that's the perversion of capitalism, you know? And, and that's why for so long, it, it took me so long to realize that capitalism was the problem. Because I was like, no, but, no, but guys, we could just not be greedy about it. And capitalism would be great. And it was like, oh, no, but 
who does capitalism if you're not greedy? <laughs> like, if you're not greedy, then you don't do capitalism. And I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, a, I would never organize a, it this way. It's a negative feedback loop, you know? They both feed each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, that that really sucks. But hope, I'm just, you know, I'm always uh, woeful looking at the the way that we further and further organized ourselves around this pandemic response in the society. And it, it really does reassure me that we, me, I got to get me and my family out of here you know, to someplace else, you know, because I don't see it getting any better because, you know, <sighs> you can go to Dubai. They got Ray now, bro. I'm not going to Dubai, man. Um, no, because the thing is, is like, it's so polarized anybody in the middle. Cause that's the thing is, is like, like I'm completely in the middle. I'm the kind of person who absolutely believes in the science and I believe in the liberal sensibilities. And I believe in a lot of things that, that, you know, would be considered centrist, but the liberals have gotten so far on the, on the extreme, like weird left, not even like general, like genuine, like political left. They've just gotten on one extreme counter, uh, positive to the conservative, right. That you can't exist in the middle because they're so contentious because they're extremists. And as I've always, I've said many, many, many times that the, the number one lesson of the 21st century wasn't that communism was bad, was that any form of extremism is bad. Whether it's political extremism, religious extremism, social extremism, all forms of extremism are bad. And we have to do everything in our power in this, in this environment where we can ever increasingly create uh, echo chambers for people to exist in to stay away from the extremes, you know? And so, yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, we'll wrap up on this so I can get done preaching out to you guys. Um, I hope that uh, if anybody has been watching the news, the trial of Daniel Hale just recently happened. He was the one, he was the whistleblower who leaked about the Obama drone um, uh, operation and that uh, 90% of the people in the drone operation uh, who were killed were civilians. And uh, instead of instead of indicting the people who were lying about that statistic, mainly to get more and more uh, contracts and kill more and more people, they they prosecuted Daniel Hale and they put him in jail. And uh, I, I definitely want to shout him out. And, and him, uh, Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, all of, the, all of the whistleblowers who have put their life and limb on the line to fucking put out what the fucked up shit is going on in our government because that shit is trash league bro and the fact that the public is so brainwashed by the government that they they victimize the the whistleblowers and they call them traitors and leakers and all this bullshit is disgusting and it's really indicative of the fact that the American people deserve the shitty media that they have. They don't deserve good media because when people come out and they, they use the journal, hello, these motherfuckers went to journalists. They didn't go to fucking Russia. They didn't go to someplace that they can monetize this shit. They went to journalists. They got nothing from this except for jail. And, and, you, and assholes have the nerve to fucking treat them as if they're the traitors. And that's the sad part is that the average American is that blind to to the reality that they live in. 
the delusion of patriotism, the delusion of nationalism that exists in this country is fucking crazy. And that's sad because it could be like if no one fights, no one, no one's mad at the ideal of America. A matter of fact, it attracts people from all over the world for over a hundred years. They have the, no one's mad at the ideal of America. We appreciate the ideal of America. If you were just honest about the fact that you're not there and that we have work to do to get there, you would have everyone on your side. And that's what fucking kills me about Americans is that they're too fucking obstinate and pigheaded to realize that the whole world wants to be their friend. Everybody wants to come over and play with their toys, but they just want to be over here like, yeah, well, fuck you guys. It's like, but what? Why? 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 Where did you learn that? Who taught you that? Who hurt you? And it's because they came, you know, they're the children of Britain. You know, and Britain were terrible parents to the to the American uh, uh, zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like they came to this country as an act of rebellion against that monarchy to start their own place where they can be the leaders. And it's like, oh man, no wonder. You know, like yeah, they don't want to share their toys. They just want to have their toys and look at it, and they want to have your toys and look at it. And that's the, that's the shitty part of it, that they brought a bunch of people here and were like, I just brought you here to look at my toys. And also, I need you to build me more toys. Tell me how dope my toys are. While you're building me more toys, please and thank you. And it's like, no, you didn't even say please and thank you. You whipped them and you beat them. <laughs> but it's like, you know, America really needs to grow up. And that's why it's like I love engaging with racists on Twitter because this is like you guys are so silly. Because there, there's, it, I don't have to be angry. I don't have to hate white people to say, hey, you know what? There's, you really should probably pay for, for, for the building of this country at some point in history because nobody respects you. Nobody's going to respect you because you're still living next to the people who you robbed the place from. Like you didn't even do, you didn't even do the right thing like Britain. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me stop right there. I don't mean to put it in that light. I'm not going to say, I'm about to say some wild reckless shit. It's not even like had it right. God damn it. It's not even like you did the, the imperialist thing like Britain did, which was commit genocide in the places where you wanted to stay. You guys brought people here to live with you. And treat in perpetuity at, like second-class citizens. Like, that's bad. You can't have a society predicated off of any kind of equality if you're not going to fix that. It just isn't going to work. And it's, and it's really... And, and the, the fucked-up part is, is that the disparity in wealth is so great at this point that they really could pay back the, the, the 13%. Because it's not even... It, it's Of that 13%, they only have to pay back, like, 80% of them because a significant like like 20% of black people in America are immigrated here. So we wouldn't even be due reparations. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's really like they, it, they could do it. It's sound. And they don't have to nitpick. They don't got to fucking oh you you're not black enough. They don't got to do that. They don't have to even they could do, they could just pay them and get it the fuck out the way. Just 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 pay them Fix the, you know, deal with the issues in the legislation that causes redlining and all that stuff, which I posted something on the Twitter. Um, It was the last episode of John Oliver's Last Week Tonight. You got to watch it. It's really good if you didn't watch it. It's just about the housing discrimination and how it's historically been present in America and that this place has fucking been racist for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just another example of the systemic way in which black people are disenfranchised in the country from generational wealth, not just like you're going to get 
bad education, so you're going to get bad jobs. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to cut off the wealth that your grandparents would have had to give to you, to your parents, and let them grow, and then that they would have had to give off to you. We're just going to cut all of that off from the knees. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, because California was 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 really, really uh, big on that. California was was in no way, shape, or form immune to the racism that was prevalent that is prevalent all throughout this country historically and today. But yeah, we'll go ahead. Um, we'll wrap ahead. Wrap up on that. You know, shout out to the whistleblowers and leakers. Um, look up Daniel Hale. Strong, his his case is important. Um, I don't know if he got a GoFundMe or something, but definitely support that man. You know, put some books, put some money on his commissary. He gonna have, he, he gonna be in there for a little bit. But um, yeah, man. Thank you for joining us. You can always find us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.